Welcome to the Vol Bros. My name is Evan. This is my brother Rustin, and we are two Vol Bros who are actually bros in real life. And we are here to preview the Tennessee Vanderbilt game that'll be happening this Saturday at 3:30 p.m. in Neyland Stadium. It is Senior Day. Now, they're also doing a salute to the Armed Services Day, which is pretty cool. Uh, but it is Senior Day, and it is very uh, much going to is going to be very interesting to see who runs through that tee alone for senior day festivities uh, all eyes are on a couple people in particular but as you all know we answer three questions every time we do a preview show oh hey daniel we appreciate that he said you guys nailed it again with coop wow we appreciate that <laughs> uh yeah so cooper mays will not be participating in uh, senior day festivities which means he is returning next year and so that is very good news for the tennessee volunteers uh rustin what do you want to see on Saturday? Well, Vandy's two and nine and they're, you know what? Up. I just realized I can say tomorrow this time. I'm so used yeah. to saying Saturday. I First time all year tomorrow. it's worked. Yeah. Um, so Vandy's two and nine um, and they're about as bad as a two and nine team can be. Um, you know, so I think it's, it honestly, I think it plays kind of like our typical non-conference breakdown. Um, I want to see the line of, line of scrimmage get dominated on both sides, offensive and defensive, especially coming off last week. I want to see our offensive line take some strides to resolve the issues that we had last week. Um, I want to see us be injury free. Um, you know, even though we've got a month off to a bowl game, it's still, you just don't want to walk away with injuries in games like this. And uh, I want to see us handle our business and, and, you know, get the starters out by halftime. Um, honestly, the one thing I'm really watching for more than probably anything is Chaz Nimrod. I want to see if he carries over, if he carries over the way he played against Georgia, um, you know, where he was kind of out there auditioning to be the man. Um, I want to see if that was just a one-time thing or if he's going to come out and assert himself and, and really try to become the guy. Um, if, if he can do that, that's huge going into next year. I think all of those are fantastic things that you hit everything that I could think of. Uh, the only other thing I would say that I want to see is I want to see senior day festivities go so smoothly, uh, for people like Karat Garland and Joe Milton. I want to see people cheer for Joe Milton when he runs through that tee. What I don't want to see is Brew McCoy run through the tee. <laughs> uh, I would much prefer that Brew come back next year. Uh, however, if it is uh, if it is financially beneficial for him to go ahead and go to the, the NFL, then I understand that. I don't think he'd be drafted. I think at the very best he would get a, uh, you know undrafted free agent deal um, based on limited sample size. Um, however, you know, crazier things have happened. Um, Rustin got, we asked this question earlier today on Twitter by Audrey and, uh, Rustin had a good answer. He said, you know, it all depends on how his draft grade pans out. You know, that's, that's what a lot of people are doing. Um, so I hope that they come out and they play really, really good football. And it's a, it's a good positive way to send off the seniors. That's, that's what I hope for. Uh, let's see. Zach said, uh, let's see. Zach said a Friday night in Valbros. Yep, it is. Uh, cause yesterday was Thanksgiving. So we we're not going to do that. Uh, Zach said, I want to see an easy win. 
Um, so I'm guessing we won't see mine. <laughs> oh, it's spoken like a true Vols fan. <laughs> I like that, Zach. I'm not so sure. I, I think I think the idea of senior day in college athletics is probably something that doesn't need to go away, but probably needs to be a little diminished over time because I'm not sure it actually holds the validity it used to. You know, there's, there's already been a precedent set at Knoxville that you can go through senior day and come back and play the next year. Um, you know, the basketball team has done it multiple times. How many, uh, how many people you think are going to go through senior day at where their respective schools tomorrow? And then next year they'll go through a senior day as a graduate transfer. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, we uh, may have one of those Purdue's leading receiver is TJ Sheffield out of Nashville. And he entered the portal yesterday. Um, and he, he's a guy that, I mean, he had over a thousand yards receiving. Um, he's a grad transfer. Tennessee kid. <laughs> I mean, it it screams coming to Knoxville. I like what Zach said. He said at this point it's super senior day. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. All the six year guys. The next year there'll be seven year guys. Cam Rising at Utah will be a seventh year player next year. Keenan Peely at Tennessee will be a seventh year player next year. Uh, let's see. Daniel said, "Have y'all heard any info on Brew? I know he's recovering. Is he walking? Crutches? Wheelchair? Too soon to know the outcome." Um, ah, that's a great, that's a great, um, that's a great question. I don't know. I haven't heard a single thing. Last time I saw him, he was at, against, against Georgia. He was there on, or, uh, not against Georgia. Um, yeah, he's against Georgia. He was there on the sidelines and he was on crutches. I was trying to think what the last home game was. I guess I'm blocking it out in my mind. Um, but yeah, well, he was on I mean, the sideline. That, that's good because you would think that at least for three weeks he was on one of those little, you know, one, one, one legged uh, wheeler scooter things. I don't know what they're called. <laughs> uh, you'd figure he was on one of those for a while. Um, so that's good that if he's already on crutches, that's really good. Uh, Ricky said, You guys excited to, excited to see your favorite uh, uh, web? I think that was supposed to be QB and it auto. Oh, QB. Yeah, there you go. Uh, airmail Joe, <laughs> Ricky. I'm sure. You, yeah, he said QB. Uh, Ricky, I'm sure you will be there cheering him on uh, as he runs through that tee, wishing him nothing but the best. And then he comes out and plays a fantastic game. Uh, Daniel said, "Good to hear." Just haven't heard any details. Yeah, I hadn't either. Uh, yeah, they've been pretty quiet. Been... Uh, so, Rustin, I have a very specific answer for this one. Uh, what do you? Who do you think will have a big game on? Tomorrow, I keep I can say I keep saying on Friday, but now I can say tomorrow. I think you could pick any of the three running backs. Um, you know, Vanderbilt's run defense has been pretty terrible, um, so I think you could pick any of the three of them. Um, again, I'd like to see Chaz Nimrod have a big game. Vanderbilt's secondary has been even almost as bad as their run defense. Um, so, you know, it'd be nice to see one of our receivers continue to step forward and make plays. And like I said, if it's, if it's Chaz Nimrod after the way he played against Georgia last week, I think that's a huge positive that somebody is finally stepping up and saying, I'll do it. Give me the ball. Yeah. Um, so absolutely, it, it'd be nice to see him. So I should have gone back and looked, uh, I know there was at least one, but I think, I think 
last year against Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt, Jalen Wright had two 50-plus-yard touchdown runs. I think one was 80 and one was like 54. I know Dylan Sampson also had a 50-plus-yard touchdown run last year at Vanderbilt. So I should have gone back and looked. But um, last year, the Vanderbilt game was Jalen Wright's coming-out party. I mean, he just he just had a phenomenal game last year. This year, Tennessee's rushing offense, I saw a tweet earlier, uh, Tennessee's rushing offense is 11th in the country. Vanderbilt's rushing defense is 107th in the country. That is not a good uh, matchup for Vanderbilt. (laughs) So because of that, I'm taking Jalen Wright as my player of the game, who I think will have a big game uh, this weekend. He's going to repeat what he did last year and have just, he's just going to go off for a game. And I'm, it's going to be fun to watch. Uh, let's see. We had uh, uh, we had six rushing touchdowns last year. Jabari Small from three yards. Princeton Fant from one yard. Jalen Wright, or I'm sorry, Jabari Small from 52 yards. Jalen Wright from 50 yards. Jalen Wright from 83 yards. Dylan Sampson from 80 yards. Um, they did not do a very good job against the run last year. So... So I was pretty close then because I thought it was 54 and 80 for Dil- for uh, for J- Jalen Wright, and it was 50 and 83. Yeah, so I, pre- I was pretty close. I was pretty close. But it's crazy that he had both of those, and Jabari Small had one yeah. from 52, <laughs> and Dylan Sampson had one from 80. That's Absolutely. a really bad day on run defense. So, I mean, I expect – I mean, our rushing offense is better this year than it was last year. And so I fully expect – Jalen to have a phenomenal game. All of them, really. Like you said, you could take yeah. your pick, but uh, all of them. We had uh, Daniel. Go we ahead. had three hundred. We had thirty-one carries for three hundred and sixty-two yards last year. So that means they were averaging over ten yards a carry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So they, literally every time you hand the ball off, you're getting a first down in that situation. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Daniel said Jalen Wright will hit a 75 yarder to get to the 1000 mark. Totally agree. And we won't see him the rest of the game. Samson might have 150 plus. Uh, I mean that, I think you'll see Jalen a couple times. Um, I think you'll see all three of them a lot in the first half. Um, I want to say you won't see any of them in the second half, but that I'm, I'm too jaded. I can't say it. Uh, let's see. Zach said, at this point, I want anybody to have a big game, but I'll pick Tyler Barron. Oh, that's a good pick. That's a really good pick. I like that. Uh, that's, a, that's a good choice. Um, Zach said, hey, you could be like me and be a Bulls fan as well. I'm laughing so much it hurts. <laughs> well, so that brings us to the where the rubber meets the road here. Our score prediction for this week. What do you think, Rustin? I was going to say something along the lines of 38 to 10 until South Carolina played Vanderbilt last week. And now I'm confused. Um, You know, South Carolina beat them 47 to six and South Carolina only had one running back. And that guy had nine carries for over a hundred yards. So he averaged over 11 yards a carry last week. Um, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to try to stay conservative. I was going to say 38 to 10, I'll go 41 to 10. Um, but after South Carolina pounded them the way they did last week, I'm, I'm not so sure that 
they can even get 10. So I guess this is just me being jaded, but um, I want to say more than this, but I don't think I can until we see it consistently happen. I mean, we know we put up 50-something points on them last year at Vanderbilt, and Joe Milton was the quarterback for that game. But I'm going to say 38-17. to 17. That I've been thinking about it for a few days now, and that's I feel good. I feel like I feel like it's going to be thirty-eight to seventeen. It has potential to be to to actually feel like more than that. Like that's closer than you know one of those games mm-hmm. where thirty-eight seventeen is is closer than it really was. Uh, so, for example, like well, just like you were saying, it could be like thirty-eight ten, and then late in the game, uh, Vanderbilt gets in for a touchdown late. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, I can for sure see that working out. Now, what I think no one listening to this right now, or or you know, watching us on YouTube or Twitter X slash X or Facebook or whatever, or if you're listening to the audio version tomorrow morning, I don't think people will like that because here's the thing: if it's a even a twenty something point game, Heupel's not bringing Milton out Mm-mm. until maybe maybe late in the like halfway through the fourth quarter. Um, he's, you know, we, if there's one thing we know about Josh Heupel, he does not feel comfortable until it's a 30 something point game. And then he'll bring the, the backups into the game, uh, quarterback and that kind of, and that kind of thing. Uh, he rides with his starter quarterback until there's a 30 something point lead. We've seen that consistently now for three seasons. So I don't think people will like that. And I think, you know, there is a chance that after this game, people are like, why didn't we get Nico in earlier and that kind of stuff? Because I don't think, you know, if it is a 20-something point game, Joe's not coming out until late in the game. And I think that that will be potentially something that we can look for Sunday night as we're doing our, our recap show because people aren't going to be huge fans of, of not having Nico on the field more than he is. Uh, Zach said, I'm still going to pick Vols and win 42-14. I think that's a really good, I think it's a really good choice. Um, I think it's a good pick. I think that definitely could happen. Um, and I, and you know what, Zach, here's what I would say. I, I totally think 14 points is a, a good selection for Vanderbilt. And I would say that in that 14 points, there's a missed field goal somewhere in there too. Because I completely foresee, you know, them getting down in the field goal range a little bit, and then our defense makes a stand and stops them and forces a field goal. And so that could be a potential where there's a missed field goal involved in that 14-point score. All righty. It's going to be a big, big week for the Volbros. Uh, Just so everybody knows what's coming up. As If you remember, uh, Reed Carringer, this will be the last time he joins us for football season. Uh, this Sunday night after the game, as we do our recap show, Reed will be with us and we'll get to recap really not just tomorrow night, but the whole season is, and, and, you know, look forward to what potential bowl game could be coming. VolQuest had an article out today talking about they, what they did. They essentially looked at all the major media outlets and where they're forecasting Tennessee to be in a bowl game. Uh, 100% unanimous. All the major media outlets are forecasting Tennessee to be in the tax layer Gator Bowl. Um, now their opponent, depending on who you look at, the opponent's different. And so we'll talk about that some on Sunday night as well. Uh, Which probably we'll, means they absolutely will not go there. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. 
Uh, let's see. Daniel said, I know I've joked about it, but do you guys see Milton playing in the ball game? I do. What do you think, Russell? Yeah, at least a half. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, at this point, you know, Hypel, uh, at this point, Hypel, it's about Joe getting drafted. Uh, and, and if you're a Tennessee fan, you want Joe to get drafted. You want Joe to get drafted high because that, all that's going to do is show quarterbacks, hey, you keep coming, we'll get you drafted high. Mm-hmm. Like That's what you want to happen. Um, Zach said, I heard North Carolina or North Carolina State. I also saw North Carolina on multiple different outlets, and so that is a common thing right now. However, I think tomorrow could greatly impact that Yeah, because – North Carolina plays North Carolina State tomorrow. And so if North Carolina State beats North Carolina, that would be their, what, fourth loss on the season, maybe fifth? Something like that. Yeah. And I don't know if they make it to the, the Gator Bowl. That's that's the thing. Yeah, Miami Miami's popped up on there as an opponent a couple of times too. Zach said he wants to see Nico in the bowl game. Uh, I hope we see Nico in the bowl game, but I don't think he'll start um, because, like I said, Hypo wants Joe drafted. And, you know, if the only way, and, and not, I just, no, I can't see it. I think Joe's going to start the game. Um, I think, I think he'll be starting. Yep. Same, same thing as Darnell Wright last year. Darnell, the only reason Darnell Wright played last year was to improve his draft stop. And he sure did. I mean, he sure did. So uh, I, I think, I think we can count on Joe playing in that game. Well, uh, Zach said he doesn't think Joe plays in the game. It's possible. I guess time will tell. Time will tell. Something that could play into it, if Joe gets invited to the senior bowl or something like that, he may opt out of the bowl game to prepare for that. That's possible. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, One other thing, Ricky Ricky said, fire everybody if it's (laughs) 38-17. Now wait a minute. Hold on now. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt was in when one score. Vanderbilt played Georgia better than we did. Vanderbilt was a one-score game against Georgia in the fourth quarter. So uh, this is not an easy rollover win. I wish it were, but it's not. Um, I mean that you know I wish it were. Zach said his opinion. Yeah, man, that's uh, you. You know that you're welcome to share that here for sure. Uh, Daniel said, if he plays that late in the season, that's that much less time to uh, scouts forget about how poor his play is. He needs to relax and put out more videos throwing an orange 120 yards. <laughs> I like it. Well played, Daniel. Well played. I like that. <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, one other thing that I, I, I was got sidetracked there and I forgot to say it. Uh, Rustin mentioned this last week, but or last time we were live. But, you know, this Sunday we do have Reed with us. But then next Thursday, we've got Jerron Maiman joining us, former Tennessee basketball volunteer. And uh, we're super excited to have him join us live next Thursday night because uh, next Wednesday night, Tennessee basketball, men's basketball plays at North Carolina. And so that's a huge, huge top 10 matchup. Um, We'll see, uh, you know, how Tennessee does in that game. Is North Carolina still ranked in the top 10? I think they are. I think they're just outlook. I think they're just outside of it. I know they started the year that way, but they might yeah. not be now. Yeah, they're 14. 
Well, there you go. Tennessee might slip out of the top 10 as well, just because they had two losses in Maui, even though it was against literally the number one and number two team in the country. Um, so huge top 25 matchup to say the least. So since they're playing Wednesday night, Jerron Maimon's going to join us Thursday. And that'll be super exciting to have him with us uh, to get his perspe- perception of this team. Um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit of basketball Sunday night with Reed as well. Um, Rustin, any any last comments about this weekend before we sign off here? Um, honestly, I think the most exciting or interesting thing about this weekend isn't us. Um, I'm I'm excited to see. Um, I'm excited to see that uh, how this whole playoff situation shakes out. Yeah, um, buddy. You know, there's a lot of games Saturday that could determine everything. Um. You know, unfortunately, Texas is winning fairly handedly right now against Texas Tech. That can always shift. It's a Big 12. Anything can happen. But, um, you know, if Texas wins out, they're probably in. Yep. Um, but, you know, that Oregon-Washington Pac-12 championship next weekend will be huge. Yep. Um, you know, the that Oregon-Oregon State game that's happening right now, that's yeah. huge. Oregon's jumped on them early. It's 14 to nothing early in the second quarter. Um, so I think Oregon will probably ride that one out and win. Um, you know, so I think there's a lot. It's going to be even Florida, Florida State. I mean, you got a game where mm-hmm. both, both teams are playing without their start, starting quarterback. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Apparently um, this morning on SEC this morning, Peter Burns said that Florida State will lose this week against Florida and next week against Louisville. That could happen. It's possible. I mean, they, they're a very different team without Jordan Travis. Yep. Uh, Daniel said, are y'all shocked that Cam Michael went to Colorado? I'm not. I wish I were, but yeah. Um, I mean. The better question is, where is he going to go his sophomore year? That's pretty good. Um, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, Dion can recruit, man. He got the number one player, overall player in the country to come to Jackson State when he was at Jackson State. Well, well, him and Barstool. Like there was it was a it was a joint effort. Hey, they got the job done. <laughs> um uh Daniel Rustin liked what you what you said there mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, i mean it's i not hard it's not hard to recruit when you can promise all kinds of nil deals behind the scenes i mean have you seen the most recent google commercial you know shadur yeah. and shiloh sanders are now google representatives not, not bad <clears throat> they made yeah. sure they got their mom a coffee maker for uh, christmas mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I guarantee you that was a, a direct connection from Barstool as well. I mean, it's yeah. When, when you've got when you've got a, a media magnet in your back pocket, it's really really easy to come up with nil deals. Zach uh, Zach said that Julian Phillips checked in the game for the Bulls now. Um, he said, "Nice and short, gonna have all brothers. Let's not have Batterball syndrome again." Amen, brother. Absolutely. Um. So I agree with Rustin uh, this weekend. Goodness, it's going to be such a good weekend for college football. Um, 
huge games, huge games all across the college landscape. Obviously, Michigan and Ohio State, the winner of that game, I mean, whoever wins that game is going to be in the playoff. That's the bottom line. Uh, because next week they have to play Iowa. I mean, for the Big Ten Championship, I mean, come on. And so if you if you can score a touchdown, you're going to win. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this this game this week is for the championship. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Alpha Man 06, that's a name I hadn't seen yet. Welcome, buddy. Good to have you with us. Uh, he said, all these guys are going to Colorado because he's great talking to mama. And most mama don't have a male role model at home, and he is their savior. Um, I mean... That salvation usually that. comes with a pretty large NIL deal attached to it, too. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Dion is... He's right. He's a smooth. He's a smooth talker, man. He he's a salesman. He can he can sell some stuff, including Aflac. So, um, I mean, like Rustin said, all those media deals. I get it. I understand. He'll pull some more people there too. That's the thing. Well, go ahead. Including a whole new offensive line next year. Probably so. I hope we find a couple too. We and then him. when he and then when he finally realizes you can't find a starting offensive line in the transfer portal, he's going to freak out and go somewhere else. Yeah, I hope we pull in a few offensive linemen because we need them. Yeah, but you're not going to find there's, five starters in there. No, I agree. There's there's a reason those guys are in there. The SEC is just too brutal. I mean, you got to have you got to have minimum ten solid guys that you can rely on to get through a season. I mean, like right now, we've had every single position on the offensive line has missed time. The, st- the starter has missed time at some point this season. I mean, it's just it's just brutal playing offensive line in SEC. Uh, Daniel said that he believes that Seton is coming next year. Um, Boo Carter, uh, recruiting him on Twitter the, the past couple days as well. And I'm sure via text message and stuff as well. But um He'll be the capstone. We got four other good ones in this class. They they've done a good job. There's four guys coming. There's one that Dion wants badly, um, who's leaving the state of Colorado. It sure is. So and it's yep. it's driving Dion nuts. He wants that kid about as bad as anybody. Um, so it's they've got some guys coming. Well, well, we hope everybody has a great evening. Uh, tomorrow three thirty. SEC Network, the Tennessee Volunteers, clad in big orange, will take Shields Watkins Field and Neyland Stadium, and uh, it'll be football time in Tennessee. Uh, last game of the season uh, before the bowl game, last regular season game. So uh, super exciting. It's hard to believe that uh, – it's, it's shocking, actually, that it's already the end of the season. Like, we, we were just talking about the beginning of the season, and now it's over. So – Can I give one shout out before you sign off? Absolutely. Just wanted to shout out all the Mississippi state fans. Congratulations on a five and seven season. You drastically surpassed our four and eight prediction. Um, (laughs) So we stand very corrected from four months ago. You are not a four and eight team. You're a five and seven team. Congratulations. That's exactly right. A bunch of people were telling us that he would bet. They would bet their cars that they, Yeah, we had a couple oh, of cars on the line. Yeah. Um, 
Alpha Man 06 said we need a defensive coach that plays young players or they will leave. Um, it's possible. I, mean, I get that. I get that. Uh, the, so here's the thing, though, with that. I, I don't think if that's the case, I don't think we'll see that this year because, like, almost our entire secondary has to leave because they're all six-year seniors. So, I mean, like, we don't, we, they don't even have a choice. Uh, almost the entire secondary has to leave. So um, Gabe Judy Lolly doesn't have to. He can come back. Um, but like Jalen McCullough, he's, he can't come back. He's gone. Uh, Brandon Turnish, he can't come back. He's gone. There's so many that, you know, that they're done. So, um, we'll, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned Mississippi state. I was sitting there watching that game last night in the fourth quarter and the last 24 hours have not been good. If you're a Mississippi state fan, no. And because you know they lose yesterday, and they actually let Will Rogers throw the ball a little bit in the game. Um, you know that's the thing. The dude comes into the season probably going to break the all-time SEC passing yards record this season. In the first game of the year, they let him throw it 13 times in the whole game. That's it. I mean, like, what in the world? Uh, finally, yesterday in the fourth quarter, uh, Mississippi State's moving the ball down the field really well, and they're using tempo and. Will Rogers is just throwing dimes to people. It was beautiful. And I'm sure the, the fans are sitting there going, why haven't they been doing this, allowing them to do this all year long? And Rustin brought it up before the season even started that Zach Arnett wanted to totally change their offense. And people are like, no, it's going to be a gradual change. <laughs> and then only 13 throws in the first game. Uh, that was super gradual. Um, you know, I'm sure that the fans are sitting there going, why haven't we been doing this all season? Because we recruited the type of player to be able to do this, not a ground and pound type of offense. Well, Zach, or, uh, Zach Arnett, he gets fired. Now all of a sudden they're letting him throw the ball. But then today, Will Rogers announces he's entering the transfer portal. And I can't say that I blame him because they took mm-hmm. the ball out of his hands. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's just been, it's been a rough 24 hours for Mississippi state fans. Um, rough 24 hours. Alpha Man said six-year seniors, our six-year seniors are not very good. Um, I would agree with that with some of them. We had one that was – that was, I mean, Keenan Peely was probably going to be really good. Uh, unfortunately, he got injured. So we'll find out next year about him. Um, Jalen McCullough easily had his best season of his career this year, in my opinion. Um, oh, my phone's ringing. Can you hear that? It's Rocky Top in the background. My phone ring, my ringtone's Rocky Top. Um, Daniel said, I didn't realize we only had like 25 to 30 sophomores or juniors. Well, yep. Rustin and I, we, we, Cal, we, yeah, I think it was the defensive backs position preview video we did before the season. And we had like 18 guys, eight of them were seniors or more, or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Alpha Man said, We had four star DBs and we didn't play them over Jalen McCullough. That's true. Uh, which, I mean, would tend to make me think that Jalen was better than them at this point. Maybe not athletically and physically gifted, but his understanding of SEC offenses and, and yep. you know, reads and stuff like that. That that would be my guess. Yeah. But I'm not on the practice field, so I don't know. That that safety spot is also the guy who gets who calls the coverage. So, you know, one one big aspect of that position is the ability to – understand formation audible if needed 
um, you know, get a quick check from the sideline, communicate it to everybody else. You know, that's a lot of freshmen just can't do that. And that's why I'm so excited that Cooper Mesa is coming back next year for his yep. sixth, sixth year. Because if there was one play in particular uh, during the Georgia game. They lined up. They come up to the, the the ball. And, you know, Cooper's always calling out the blocking schemes and stuff like that. But, man, there was one time in particular. I don't know what was going on, but I've never seen him be that demonstrative to his offensive line, like pointing out different players and who's got who. I mean, he, I've never seen him go that long calling out the – I mean, he was – he was running the show, man. I mean, it was, it was, it was impressive. I'll put it that way. Yeah. So that's very important for Tennessee that he's coming back because they need him desperately to be running the show next year with a freshman, Richard freshman quarterback uh, as, as the starter. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Zach said, Coop will help Nico out. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, Tony, welcome. Tony. It's good to have you, buddy. He said, my ringtone's Rocky top two. McCullough did a little better this year, but he's still. <laughs> um, he's. I, I would agree. He is not the best safe safety in the SEC, but he, I think, definitely had his best year of his career this year. Certainly better than last year. Certainly better than last year. Uh, Alpha Man said, "Boo Carter." My, are you speaking to Mike Matthews? Because he's a wide receiver. Um. But Boo Carter is going to play safety uh, at Tennessee. And we're hoping maybe punt returner, kick returner, something like that. Because um, dude's dynamic when he's got the ball in his hand in the open field. But uh, Boo Carter will definitely uh, be starting, at least on the offensive, as, as far as like his playing career, will be on the, the defensive side of the ball. So he'll be playing safety next year. That, that's right. Um Oh, Zach said he's got uh, spooky Rocky Top as his his uh, ringtone. That's what I'm talking about. Um, so you know, I hope that I hope that the young guys, Zach, <laughs> he said, Boo Carter can do whatever he wants. <laughs> honestly, there's a lot of truth to that. I, yeah. I hope. <laughs> I, I hope honestly they don't hold him back. I kind of want to see them treat him like a Dale Carter type player, let him play both sides. I mean. Look at what look yeah. at what the Hunter kids doing for Colorado. Like it's doable. You can do it. Yeah. Um, let him play on both sides. Let him return kicks. Let him let him be a player. Well, and look at what Boo has done this year in the state of Tennessee against some of the best schools. Really good competition. Um, I mean, he he made guys at Maryville look like they were, you know, a middle school team. The way he was running through them on a couple of plays is ridiculous. And Maryville's one of the best programs in the whole state. And so, I mean, he, he just, it's, it's an, it's next level athleticism. I mean, no doubt. Alpha man said Mike Matthews is two a player. Um, Could be. He, he's, he's uh, currently, at least that's what they're saying right now. Currently they're saying he is coming to Tennessee as a wide receiver yeah. since he's a five-star wide receiver. It's just like boo. When, when the coaches talk about boo, sure. all they talk about is safety. When the coaches talk about Mike Matthews, all they talk about is wide receiver. Like they might be good enough to play both ways, but the coaches aren't planning on it. At least right now. Right. Totally agree. Um, so, uh, it's exciting, you know, looking ahead to what's coming. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, so 
Uh, we hope everybody has a great evening. Uh, we thank you all so much for joining us and talking with us tonight. That's always our best part, our favorite part. Uh, it makes us fun. Uh, so we appreciate everybody joining us. Uh, we hope everybody has a wonderful evening and be checking uh, Sunday night, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, Sunday night. Uh, we're excited to be have joined with Reed Carringer one more time this year. And, uh, and then after that, attention certainly turns to basketball a whole lot. And so we'll start using our basketball intro after Sunday night. <laughs> we might even use our basketball outro to transition Sunday night. But uh, we hope everybody has a great evening. Uh, go Vols, baby. <laughs>